A lot of people are quick to recognize what's missing, that they miss what's possible. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have Stephen Furtick back with us on the show, talking about our potential. So many times we see what we don't have in our lives, on the inside of us, or when we look at our circumstances, and then we forget the potential that God has given us. It's all about Him and His power and what He's done for us. And when we realize what we do have, which is his power, our lives change radically. Here's Stephen. Life is largely about recognition. And I'm realizing more and more the importance of recognition in my day-to-day life. Recognition, recognition of what is right before you often. And when we read the text, it's easy for us to almost see the comedy in it, that Jesus was trying to talk to them about the yeast of self-righteousness, and they're thinking about wheat and rye and pumpernickel, but it's really not fair for us to do that because, well, we have a benefit that the disciples didn't have. For one, they did not know that they were the main characters in Mark chapter 8, verses 14 through 21. You do realize that when people were writing the Bible and where people were doing the things that were written about in the Bible, they didn't know they were going to end up in the Bible. Okay, so they weren't thinking, boy, this is going to be a cool story uh, that they're going to preach about at Elevation Church in 2016. And we see it a little differently because we're looking back on it. Have you noticed how many things look different when you're looking back on them and how difficult it is to see some things while you're going through? that you can see clearly when you're looking back. Talk to me. This is why it's so easy for you to give advice to a teenager, but it was hard for you to be one. You sucked when you were one, but now that you have one, you can tell them what? The big picture. That's the other benefit we have. The disciples were were inside the frame. It's kind of hard to see the big picture when you're in the frame. So it's easy for you to see what they should have seen when you're not going through what they were going through because they were worried about lunch. And a lot of times in our lives, I think we don't recognize the big picture because we experience life in pieces. Two groups are contrasted in the scripture, and Jesus' direction here is an indication for us of the kind of team he is choosing. We we could go back to the beginning of the gospel record and find Jesus piecing together his team, which even that, to me, says a lot about the way that God works in our lives, is that when God sent Jesus into the world to save the world for a purpose, he didn't send him with a pre-assembled team to accomplish the plan. We trained church leaders here over the last week, and many of them will ask this question or a form of it, where do you get your team? That makes me laugh because you think there's a warehouse, because you think there's a build-a-team store. You think you can walk in and assemble the perfect team, or, or, or even better, you think that God's going to give you everything that you need all at once when he calls you to do something. But touch somebody say, you got to build it. 
you got to build it. And Jesus was piecing together his team, and he was he picked this guy and that guy. But what's funny to me about it is he's moving away from the team that you would have thought he would have selected for an important mission. That's the Pharisees. They were one of three Jewish groups. Their name literally means uh, set apart or separate ones. And not only had they separated themselves from others, but in the process they had separated themselves from God. They were so focused on a few extreme points of the law that they had missed the big picture to do justice, to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. But they had become so focused on the individual laws and requirements and rules that they had missed the big picture. The Bible says that they tried to qualify Jesus, the nerve, the audacity for the creature to attempt to qualify the Creator. Who in the world do you think you are when you tell somebody they're not good enough to be a Christian, when you tell somebody that if they were a real Christian, they would, when you tell somebody to get this in order and that in order, and then you can be in, in my church. So Jesus moves away from all of that, this, this, this perfection, this picture of perfection that they were trying to present, and he moves forward into his mission, and he's well into his mission now, and he's using broken people. In case you don't believe that they're broken, let's just talk about them a little bit. I pulled something up that it was, it was pretty funny to me. It said if Jesus had hired a management consultant firm to choose his team, how would they have evaluated these guys that were in the boat? And I want to read to you just a hypothetical memorandum from the Jordan Management Consultant Group. I found this online. And it was written to Jesus, and it says, Dear Sir, thank you for submitting the resumes of the 12 men you have picked for management positions in your new organization. All of them have now taken our battery of tests. We have not only run the results through our computer, but also arranged personal interviews for each of them with our psychologist and vocational aptitude consultant. It is the staff opinion that most of your nominees are lacking in background, education, and vocational aptitude for the type of enterprise you are undertaking. They do not have the team concept. We would recommend that you continue your search for persons of experience in managerial ability and proven capability. Simon Peter is emotionally unstable and given to fits of temper. Andrew has absolutely no qualities of leadership. The brothers, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, place personal interest above company loyalty. Thomas demonstrates a questioning attitude that would tend to undermine morale. We feel that it is our duty to tell you that Matthew has been blacklisted by the Greater Jerusalem Better Business Bureau. James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, definitely have radical leanings, and they both registered a high score on the manic depressive scale. One of the candidates, however, shows great potential. He is a man of ability and resourcefulness, meets people well, has a keen business mind, and has contacts in high places. He is highly motivated, ambitious, and responsible. We recommend Judas Iscariot as your controller and right-hand man. All of the other profiles are self-explanatory. All that just to ask, aren't you glad that God doesn't pick people like people pick people? 
This is only for the people who believe that you don't deserve a spot on the team, but you're glad you got one anyway. This is only for the people who are familiar with your weaknesses, and you know deep down that you know that you know that you know that you know that if God didn't look beyond your faults and see your needs, you wouldn't even have a seat in the church auditorium. But you got here by the grace of God because he saw your potential. If you're bold enough, look at your neighbor and say, I got potential. I got potential. I got, I got potential. See, Jesus wants, Jesus wants his disciples to see the potential, and I found out that a lot of people are so quick to recognize what's missing that they miss what's possible. Can I break this down? Can I? Can I? Can I? Because I really want to. Because I really want to show you what I studied. Because I really wanted to show you that they're talking about bread, but Jesus said, I am the bread of life. You don't need to worry about who forgot about the bread. I am the bread. If I'm in the boat, you're going to have all you need. I am your potential. I am your possibility. I am your future. I am your hope. I am the bread of life. But it's possible that you have become so familiar with your weaknesses that you can no longer see your potential. In many ways, you see what you choose to see. You see what you choose to see. It was about 2004 when I was speaking at a youth camp, and Holly told me after one of the sessions on a Wednesday night at the youth camp, it's time. It's time to start the church that God put in your heart when you were 16. It's time. She could see that God had given us some people that were in our lives for, for a purpose, and she said, it's time. She, she could see it. I wasn't so quick to see it because all I could see was what I didn't have. Where's the bread? You got me money. I'm 25. That's all I could see. She saw what was possible. I saw what was missing. You see what you choose to see. In many ways, you see what you want to see. You see what you trained your eyes to see. All they could see was no bread, but they missed the one who was the source of their life. And it happens all the time. It happens when they told the Beatles they had no future as a band. It happened when they told Walt Disney he lacked imagination. All the time. See, you can't trust just anybody to be your talent scout. Let me say that another way. You can't trust yourself to be your talent scout. Because you're too familiar with your trouble to see your talent. Where's my bread? Where's the And you're missing what's right in front of you. You can't even recognize your potential. See, potential is realized in pieces. You're never gonna wake up one day and feel like, well, now I've got what it takes. I feel like I've crossed over the readiness line. If you do wake up and feel that one day, I haven't had that day yet, and I'm looking forward to that day. And maybe I'll revise the sermon when the day comes. But as of to this point, I've been pastoring 10 years and I never felt ready. I've never felt ready. I've never felt ready. This might scare you, but I've never felt ready to preach. I mean, I just I just gotta go. I reckon it's, you know, it's about 11:53. I don't think Chris has any more songs planned. Better get up there and do it. 
I'm prepared, but I'm not ready. Never going to feel ready. You're never going to feel ready. I want to tell you what I tell Holly when she says, I need five more minutes, baby. You got to get ready on the way. Because if I wait for you to get ready for us to leave, we're never going to get there. So get your makeup. I'll drive. You can get ready on the way. Touch three people. Say, get ready on the way. Well, that was Stephen Furtick, and you can listen to that entire message on YouTube if you search for Stephen Furtick, Piece It Together. You can also find more of his sermons and more information about him at his ministry website, stephenfurtick.com. You can find out more about his church, which is Elevation Church, at elevationchurch.org. That is all I have for you today. Please rate and review this podcast, and I will see you again tomorrow for Testimony Tuesday. I hope you have a wonderful day. God bless.